Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go, hour number two. Laker fans feeling good today. 1-0 lead over the Warriors live in L.A. It's the herd wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks with all the choices for tuning in to us. Eddie House in 10 minutes. J-Mac, you and I, I didn't know how you would react this morning, but Warrior fans are freaking out with the officiating. Laker fans think they're going to get that AD for the rest of the series. And my takeaway is, can we take a deep breath here? You know, people in our profession always get banged on. I don't get banged on a lot for this, but a lot of people do for hot takes. I always think I tend to be a wet blanket. Like, I'm not an outrage guy. I'm never politically or sports outraged. Very, very, very rarely. I watched that game last night, and I thought, listen, there are things the Lakers are going to do in every game of this series. Shoot more free throws. And 80 is going to be strong. But old teams like the Warriors going in with the Lakers having two days extra rest, I didn't think they had much of a game plan. I didn't think they had a lot of energy in the first half defensively. I do think game two, and I think you agree, game two will look a little different. Yes, certainly. I I would be a little concerned, though. Austin Reeves did not blow up. He did have like an eight-point third quarter, which was nice. Rui Hachimura didn't give you anything. So the Lakers have still some options to make this interesting. I do still like Warriors in the series. I think they do take game two, Um, but it's going to be fun, and we get seven games of this, I think, which is great. All right. Yesterday was my top 10 NFC teams. The draft is over. Free agenting is over. All the coaching hires are over. Now, I'll do a couple more, you know, combined top 10s as we get through camp. Injuries pile up, but here we go. The AFC top 10. Number one, Kansas City. 
They started four rookies in the Super Bowl. Ten different rookies played. They'll all be better. Super Bowl, three of the last four years. Matt Nagy returns as OC. They went and got another edge rusher and a receiver, a weapon for Mahomes. No reason they shouldn't be number one. The Bengals at two. Like the Chiefs, see a trend. They got an edge rusher and another receiver in the draft. They also got Orlando Brown left tackle. They got rid of a couple safeties. That tells me the franchise is smart with their money and knows what to do. You don't need great safeties. Burrow is the most sacked quarterback over the last two years. They've got to protect him. They can ill afford injuries up front. But Burrow and Mahomes are the two best quarterbacks in the league. No reason it's not Chiefs Bengals to start. My surprise team in the AFC, and I've been reluctant the last two years to embrace them, the Chargers. I think Kellen Moore was a huge gaffe by the Cowboys letting him go. What did they do? Like the Chiefs and Bengals, top two picks, wide receiver weapon for Herbert, and a great edge rusher. See a trend in the AFC. They also get their great left tackle back, Rashawn Slater, J.C. Jackson back at corner. Last year, they didn't have as many big plays as they wanted. That's a lot to me about the coordinator. Chargers rise to three. Number four, let's not go crazy on the Bills. They were 13-3. and three. They've added Damian Harris, a running back. They moved up to get the best tight end in the draft, Dalton Kincaid. I think they're fine. I do think O-line still becomes an issue. 31st in yards to the tight end. Now they've got two Dawson Knox I like as well. Let's not overstate their regression. They're still the most talented team in their division with a superstar quarterback and a nasty front seven. Number five, a team I think could end up as the number one seed because of their awful division, the Jaguars. Don't forget Calvin Ridley. He'll be a 75 to 80 catch guy. The division's awful. Travis Atn, Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, and Doug Peterson now in a second year. They've got all the money in, right? Last year it was new coach, all new players. They've let that bake. Bad division, wouldn't be shocked if they were the number one seed and a 13-win team. Now it gets muddled, and I don't love any of these teams, but there's reason to like all of them. I think the Ravens are going to be really good. I think they became the fastest team. Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham, Rashad Bateman comes back, and Lamar Jackson is in. So I'm putting the Ravens at six. I love their coach. Todd Monken's the coordinator. We'll wait and see. The culture's great. The defense is strong. They're now as fast as anybody in the division. And Lamar Jackson's happy. He wins 75% of his games. Um, and they've really bolstered their wide receiving core, which was their weakness. I think a happy Lamar can vie for the division. Now it gets really tight. The Broncos, and the reason I make them number seven is they shored up their O-line with Mike McGlinchey and Ben Powers. But I think people forget how good running back Javante Williams was, or Tim Patrick, they're both back, or their left tack at Garrett Bowles, or Randy Gregory. A lot of big injuries to stars last year, and no team improves in coaching more than the Nathaniel Hackett to Sean Payton pivot. This is a very good team. They went and got another receiver, Marvin Mims. The offense will look completely different, and I already like the defense. Broncos at seven. Eight, the Jets. I don't love Nathaniel Hackett, but Aaron Rodgers does, so I'll go with it. I think most of their good players are young. Aaron's not necessarily great with young. 
But I do like Brees Hall. Elijah Vera Tucker is back on the O-line. I think he is an outstanding interior offensive lineman. They can ill afford to get a receiver hurt. Alan Lazard, he's good. He's not great. Um, They're very young on offense. I want to see how Aaron Rodgers and Hackett make that work. My feeling is Aaron would be better in year two than year one, but I have him at eight. Number nine, a team of stock I'm buying is the Steelers. I thought they had the best draft. They had three needs. They nailed all of them. I think their first five picks will all play a lot. Also, at the end of the year, Kenny Pickett played pretty well. Five TDs and one pick over his last seven games. I don't know if he's a star, but getting Broderick Jones, going out, upgrading the offensive line, Joey Porter, Darnell Washington, a blocking tight end. Mike Tomlin doesn't have losing seasons. Pittsburgh is sneaky good. I have him at nine. And number 10, Miami. I do not believe Tua plays 17 games, probably closer to 13 or 14. They did not address their offensive line. I think their number one acquisition, Jalen Ramsey and Vic Fangio, the defensive coordinator. They will be a much better defensive team. But if is your quarterback with concussion concerns, I'm a little bothered they didn't attack the offensive line. So there is my top 10. I love my first five. KC, Cincy, Chargers, Bills, Jags. After that, I think it's really close. It will depend. Can Odell Beckham stay healthy? Can Aaron Rodgers stay happy? Can Sean Payton and Russell Wilson work? Does Kenny Pickett grow? Does Tua stay on the field? I love my top five. I'll say it again. The most underrated team in the league may be Jacksonville in that division. They could easily beat Houston, Tennessee, and the Colts twice, go 6-0 in division. Kansas City is not running through their division. It's just too good. Now you've added Sean Payton to it. J-Mac, any thoughts? This is much better than the NFC one where you were missing the Saints. Um, The Cleveland Browns have a win total of 9.5 in Vegas. I don't buy it. I'm a seller on it. I don't buy it. Didn't like their draft. I don't buy it. First eight quarterbacks of these teams, probably, it's early on Trevor Lawrence, but probably Hall of Fame bound. I mean, you got MVPs all over the place. The quarterbacks are ridiculous in the top eight. Well, could I argue your first eight quarterbacks in the AFC, the first eight teams have the best eight quarterbacks? Mm, well, I, Jay- I know we like Jalen Hurts a lot. No, I'm, I'm talking in the, I'm saying... In, oh, the, in AFC. the AFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I ranking teams or quarterbacks? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, that's not, not a bad... Not a lot to quibble with here. I might have dropped the Dolphins out. I don't think much of them. Who would where, you have put in? Where do you have... Uh, anybody but the Dolphins? No. Um, New England. I probably, I, I'm not as low on the Browns as you are. I think there's a bounce back. New England has a win total of 7.5, their lowest in 22 years. They're the slowest offense in the conference. And they drafted kickers and guards. Do you have an issue with having three teams in the AFC West in your top seven? Because, like, no. I mean, I think mathematically, is that impossible? Well, like, I think the Raiders are going to be not You think great. they're going to be awful? Well, it's not. Jimmy Garoppolo has never been awful. It's not awful. It's just if you're the fourth place team in the SEC, you're not awful. You're just the fourth best team in the best division. <laughs> the fourth best SEC team can win some years the Pac-12 and the Big 12. So I just I just think it's just one of those weird things where just you have great quarterbacks. I think the Chargers yesterday I said Carolina is going to be better than people think. The Chargers and by the way, I live in LA. I got friends in the building. I have pushback for 2 years on them. I think they finally have 
when they were healthy last year, their defense was pretty darn good in the last month. If they can stay healthy, they added two starters on defense. J.C. Jackson coming back from that knee injury? We'll see. All right. Eddie House, former nba 11 years, a champ with the Celtics. Okay, so Jay Mack and I's take is when you get old teams, rest is a big deal. So A.D. didn't have to face Steven Adams or Brandon Clark at Memphis. It wasn't a heavy lift. They got two extra days rest. So here come the Warriors off seven games against Sack, and they were defensively, they were awful in the first half. Then AD plays 44 minutes. His second half wasn't nearly as efficient as his first half. And my takeaway is yes, AD's going to have a great series. But game one, based on 48 hour rest advantage, I thought it favored the Lakers a lot. And I thought they took advantage of it. Is that being two pro Warriors? No, I don't think that's being two pro Warriors. I think what it is 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 not recognizing where the Warriors' deficiencies are, and that is protecting the paint. They've had an issue with getting beat in the paint. They really don't have a shot blocker down there. They're not the biggest team that, that we're looking at in the playoffs, especially against the Lakers. We know how the, the size, the length, the athleticism that the Lakers can bring. So I think the glaring thing to me last night was the fact that in the paint, they just got beat up. It was plus 26 for the Lakers, right? Shooting over 54% in the paint. 54 to uh, 28 was the differential points in the paint. And this is with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Jordan Poole going 18 for 40 combined for three, shooting 45% for three. You know, you look and say, well, how did the Warriors lose a game when they made more threes than other team? Because basically – the Lakers got whatever they wanted inside of the paint. And the Warriors are going to have to figure out how are they going to stop that. And the only way that I can see it happening is you're going to have to change up your coverage a little bit on your pick and roll coverages. But then also you're going to have to sneak some zone in there to try to keep them out the paint and force them to shoot some some long jumpers. But then you're compromised on the rebounding side when you're in a zone. So you're going to have to be engaged uh, in a different way that you have been all season long. But to me, I don't feel that the Warriors are, are it. In, in trouble. It's game one, but I do see that there are some holes in the Warriors defense that we've all seen. And with the length and what the Lakers do is exactly what the Warriors don't do well. And that's just attack the paint. You know, it's interesting. Um, LeBron's taking great care of his body, but there are realities when you get as old as LeBron and he's fallen in love with the three point shot and he's not shooting it well. He's always been an inconsistent three point shooter. And my takeaway, it's easier to shoot three-pointers than bang around in the paint. If you miss down low, you got to turn around and run the floor. And it's just an easier game to shoot a 25-footer. If you miss, you're easier back on defense. Is that LeBron is sort of, he's, he's trying to keep as much energy in the tank as he possibly can. He's letting the game come to him. Um, do you think there's a next gear for LeBron? He hasn't scored 30 in the playoffs. Or should the Lakers just come to terms with, you're going to get most nights, 35 minutes, 23 points, spurts, and that's it with LeBron. Is that reasonable going forward? Well, at the end of the day, we know that we're talking about LeBron James, the all-time leading scorer in the NBA, so at any given game. And he doesn't have to do it for a series. He doesn't have to average 34 series, but one of those games, if they want to win this series, it's going to have to be a LeBron James game to where it was like, it was a throwback game. You, you look back and was like, wow, we remember him doing this forever. 
if they're going to win this series, in, in my opinion. Um, and that's why I said, you know, you, you just talked about how he doesn't really shoot the ball particularly well. For, and he hasn't been shooting the ball well from behind the arc. That's why the zone is going to come into play. And it's not something that you give a steady diet of because great players figure out how to break down defenses. But you just throw it here and there. It might be out of a timeout. It might be out of a side, out of bounds. Uh, you might run in two possessions and go off. But you have to mix it up. And you got to try to keep them out the paint. But with, as far as LeBron James, he's going to have a game. He's going to have a game. And he's going to have to have one of those games in order for the Lakers to win. I still think that the Warriors are going to get it done in six. That's my opinion. But at the same time, if they, if the Warriors, if the Lakers are going to get over this, uh, th this hump right here against the Warriors, is going to be LeBron James is going to have to have one monster game in this series, if not more. Okay, so I was told how important that triple-double was. I was lectured on how crucial it was. And then Jokic basically averages one and not only loses to MVP vote to Embiid, it's a landslide. So I was also, I'm told constantly how big analytics are. I roll my eyes at some of those. Embiid is not the analytics PER guy, win share guy of Jokic. So two things I'm constantly told matter. The triple-double, that's why Westbrook won the MVP, and analytics, that's all the brilliant people do that. You give Jokic the vote, right? He also was on a number one seed. I have no problem Embiid winning. He's fun. He's earned it. He's awesome. Um, didn't play a ton of games, but Bill Walton won one and didn't play much either. Um, but it, it felt like to me, it was as much an anti-Jokic vote as it was a pro-Embiid vote, which leads me to what I've always believed about voting in the NBA. You're voting on stories, people you like, dra dramatic, theatrical players are more fun. Jokic is dull. I don't even like watching the Nuggets. They're boring. He's efficient. Can we just be on it? I mean, I, Embiid's way more fun to watch. I love watching the Sixers and all their flaws. Can we? My takeaway is, Eddie, we got to be honest about this. People just didn't want Jokic to win. <laughs> like, MJ didn't get three in a row. We're not giving Jokic one. Can we just admit, and that seems reasonable to me to say that, is it? No, I, I would disagree because he didn't have the best record. I, and usually I think it should go to the best player with the team with the best record in the league. They had the best record in the West, but they were the fourth best record in the league. Okay, and so it wasn't like – they were just world beaters. The West was a little down this year. It wasn't how it usually is. And on top of that, I think he averaged 24 going into the rest of his, his stats, almost averaging a triple-double or getting close to it. I'm not sure what exactly what it is. But I do know this, that when you look at what Embiid averaged, the rebounds, the discrepancy is not that big. You look at what Giannis averaged, and the rebounds to Jokic is not that big. The uh, only thing Jokic, I think, can really fall back on is say that he had more assists than these guys, well, these guys aren't asked to be the system and to be have the offense ran through them in a way to where they're going to be facilitators and scores. They're asked to just a score, rebound. And then on the flip side of it, when you ask these two guys to play defense, who's going to play defense better? Is it going to be Joel Embiid? Can he protect the rim better than Jokic? Yes. Can Giannis protect the rim better than Jokic? Yes. So I think that's where everything started to come together with, with that voting. And, and, you know, sometimes – People do get voters fatigue. They get tired of voting for the same guy. Yeah. But I think you do have an opportunity to say Jokic was in the in, in, in the running for it, 
But when you break down the numbers and look at it, I think I, it was clear-cut that Embiid won this one. Okay, so we were saying this. Sixers are not going to beat the Celtics twice in Boston. We kind of know that. Would you play Embiid anyway tonight? Because, and here's my take. He's good enough to play. The Celtics late in games, I think they're wobbling. I don't think they're sure of who they are. I think situationally sometimes, um, I mean, they gave Marcus Smart the ball late. Jason Tatum shot fewer shots than Malcolm Brogdon, a good player, in the fourth. And then I think when you get these rare opportunities, when you've got a really good team, a little unsure, and a tad vulnerable, step on it. Play Embiid and go for the win. That makes sense. Would you sit him tonight and get a 90% Embiid or play him tonight at 75 and 80% with a chance to sweep the games in Boston? Well, I think the Sixers feel like they smell blood in the water, and Embiid smells it as well, and he feels like, I could go out there with me being out there gives us the best opportunity to try to go up 2-0. Now, you have to talk to your player and say, hey, man, are you really okay? And if he is saying he is fine, then I'm going to roll with my player. I'm going to roll with our opportunity because in, in the playoffs, especially, it's so fickle in every single game. From, game. from quarter to quarter, half to half, game to game, it changes so fast and often. And so if you have the opportunity to try to close a team out, um, or not close them out, excuse me, to take a, a stranglehold on the series, going back home and just saying, hey, we just need to win one of these. We split here. We up 3-1 and we're feeling good about ourselves. Then I think you, you you roll the dice on that, especially if you trust your players. But again, I think you you hit on it. Malcolm Brogdon was one for five in the fourth quarter. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they combined for only six shots total. And so Malcolm Brogdon had one less shot than those two guys combined. There has to be a way, there has to be a focus on getting your stars more looks, especially in the fourth quarter when it comes down to it. And that's going to come down on coaching. And how do you manufacture easy looks for your players? You know, that's that, that's on what Joe Mazzula is going to have to do. And, uh, and you looked on the other side, Doc basically got out the way of uh, James Harden and said, hey, man, you rocking, go ahead and do your thing. So it's a, it's a chess match and it's two different coaches. One is experienced. One is his first time in it, and we're going to see how they're going to adapt. But I expect the Celtics to bounce back tonight. They've been resilient all season long, especially when they don't play well. I expect them to bounce back big. So Sham Sharanya gets a leak yesterday and says Memphis wants nothing to do with Dylan Brooks. It's one thing to move off a player, but to aggressively have that kind of wording feels different. Do you think the Grizzlies were trying to send a message to the league, their fans? What did you make of the story that they want no part of Dylan Brooks? The, the, the wording that came out was very aggressive. Well, a, a Grizzly is what? What is a Grizzly, Colin? Uh, feisty, tough. Uh, 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 but what, what kind of animal? It was a bear, kind of bear. What do you mean? Right, and, and what did Dylan Brooks say? I poked bears. Well, he poked the wrong bear. He poked the Grizzlies this time, right? And guess what happened? They are tired of his shenanigans and tired of his antics. Plus, you got to think about who he went to pick on. He went to pick on the king, right? It's just certain ways to go about it, how you smack talk. And, and well, I love it. I, I love it. That's part of basketball. There's going to be a whole lot of talking on the court. But you got to watch who you talk about and who you're talking to. And be careful with your words while you're saying them because 
He talked about he poking bear. He poked the wrong bear this time. He poked his own team. He poked the Grizzlies. They didn't like what happened. And they get the early exit in the playoffs. To me, that's where they're saying, like, okay, we need to clean this thing up. I don't like his image. We're going to stick with Ja. You know, we got to stick with Ja. He's the face of the franchise. But if we got to trim some fat and cut off some uh, some extra meat, it's going to be this guy right here. And, I mean, he he basically brought it upon himself. Not saying that he can't play basketball. He's not a, a solid player out there and could be a good role player for a team. But it's not going to be with the Memphis Grizzlies. And you just got to be careful out here. It's not, it, it's, it's not all fun and games. Um, you know, like, it, it's not WWE. You know, you try to create this persona. <laughs> That's not what this is. It's about respect out here. You got to have respect for 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 the game and respect for your opponents. You got to respect them. You ain't got to like them, but you do got to respect them. Eddie House, as always, great stuff, my man. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it. Thank by, you, man. By the way, uh, Draymond last night was interesting because he pokes the bear sometimes. He got really worked up. Now, he got a T. And people on the internet were freaking out. How come he doesn't get a second T? The the truth is, I didn't think either. But I will say this. This is kind of the genius of Draymond. Draymond constantly pushes officials. Mike Krzyzewski was great at this at Duke. Constantly barking to officials. Therefore, you could give Mike Krzyzewski two T's a minute into the game. Mike moves the bar. Mike constantly moves the bar. The referees know... It's sort of like the old years ago, the Utah Jazz were a great team. They were unbelievable at home. Strangely mediocre on the road for a great team. Why? Because Jerry Sloan, the coach, was a legendarily tough guy and a tough defender. So they they were very handsy and very physical. And referees don't want to go to Utah and foul everybody out in the first you know, quarter and a half. And so at home, you get away with that. On the road, you get the, the road whistle. Nobody's. That's just the way the NBA works. If you're a physical team, you're going to get those chippy ones at home. You're not on the road. I think if you're in L.A. last night, that it told Draymond, maybe you get a second. In the Chase Center, the emotion. But Draymond has moved the bar a little bit for him. He does get away with a little more in games. Yeah, I don't. I don't, still don't know what he was so angry about. It, he like, didn't like the way AD came off the screen, and he felt he was more set. Right, but make your case and walk away. And but he, it almost felt like you're right. He was he was upset with the free throw disparity and was trying to like get in the refs' heads. It felt pretty obvious that Draymond was doing something weird. Like the cameras were on him the whole time. It was like 30 seconds of berating an official. Yeah. Listen, you kill Luca when he does that. No, Luca does it the entire game. Draymond was riding no, the guy. Draymond like a... picks his spots. Luca does it after every okay. miss. All right, picks his spots. Uh, does that include stomp? No, <laughs> <laughs> I know your boys are Draymond. Uh... Did you know artificial turf on football fields causes 32% more non-contact knee injuries? 32%. That's brutal. American Grass Seed Company, Pennington, on a mission to ban turf fields. Go with grass. It's hashtag flip the turf movement. Go to pennington.com slash flip the turf. Let's get players on grass. Let's get the turf out of here. One more herd. The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 90 seconds, all it takes. Use the code HERD. New customers bet five. That's it, five bucks and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. 
That's code heard only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope and y 467 In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Decovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Decovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tacovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You know, I was thinking about this watching the Warriors and Lakers that it's not everybody's saying it's LeBron against Steph. It's a little bit old school against new school basketball. The Lakers are very old school. For all the people out there clamoring for the way basketball used to be, that's what the Lakers do. They play defense. It's mid-range jumpers. It's bang down low with Anthony Davis. The Lakers are old school. That's their style. They've got one or two guys that occasionally can hit a three just like in the 80s and 90s. Meanwhile, the Warriors jack 53 threes. They're totally new school. It's moves, it's high screens, it's get the three, the pacing is fast, it's small ball. So everybody said, oh, it's Steph against LeBron. To me, it's a little old school Lakers, new school Warriors. Depends on what you like. I like a little of both. I do appreciate getting rid of, I mean, I think 33s, maybe for the Warriors, 34, 35, feel about right. Last night, that was their entire offense. Some of it was. They started trailing in the second half. When you're down 8, 9 becomes 10. How do you get back faster? It's the 3, because they couldn't stop the Lakers on 2, so you have to catch up quickly from math, shoot 3s. But there's a lot of old-school, new-school stuff uh, in this series beyond just Steph against LeBron. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Yeah, I like the old school, new school. That, I think that's spot on. The threes versus the free throws and in the paint shots. Yeah. Last was, night was a three versus two game. It's a great game. I loved it. I mean, I don't know if it was as good as Kings no. Warriors, no. but the final three minutes when the Warriors were down 14 Listen, and then scored from the Weren't you thinking last night at one point? Weren't you thinking last night at one point? If the Warriors win this game, boy, they were thoroughly outplayed and pushed around. What it felt like. If Jordan Poole's shot goes in, you're like, okay, timeout. No. 
I think it could be a really quick series because the Lakers came in and absolutely controlled the paint and the game. I, I thought the Lakers yeah. outplayed them for almost all of it outside of a, a nice second-half run for the Warriors late. It was such good news that on one of the text chains I'm on about the Lakers, somebody said, hey, Game 7, already thinking about Game 7, is on Mother's Day. And I, like, kind of panicked. You know, you got everybody had plans on Mother's Day. It's like... You're a little nervous about that, Coward. You better, so the other, <laughs> better get your schedule in order. The other day I'm in the car with Ann going to get coffee, and I look at a grocery store, and on the window it says Mother's Day. And I turn to <laughs> Ann and I said, is today Mother's Day? She goes, no. It's in, she goes, it's in like 10 days. I said, so why do they have it up so early? She goes, because we have to remind you men yes. for three weeks and two weeks so you give us a nice gift. Yeah. That hurt. That was yeah, hurtful, seriously. I thought. All right, so uh, you mentioned the NBA MVP was handed out last night. Joel Embiid, tearful after finally securing the MVP. He was the runner-up two prior years. Um, Embiid got 73 of the 100 first-place votes. Jokic was second, and Giannis came in third. Um, Interestingly enough, LeBron James, the greatest player in the history of basketball, according to Jason McIntyre, did not garner a single MVP vote on anyone's ballot. Well, he shouldn't. For the first time in his 20-year career. That's kind of staggering, is it not? No, I think at this point, it's like Kareem in year 1920. I think we've seen, I think LeBron peaked about four years ago. I think the bubble year was sort of like, that was the last. And and by the way, great advantage for LeBron, older player, got three and a half month hiatus or sabbatical in the middle of a season. So I, I think LeBron's out of his prime. I think so, he plays now in spurts. And I think he also, if you, wa- if you watch Laker games, live in Los Angeles and you watch a lot of Laker games, LeBron lets the game come to him now. I mean, he, he will literally, in the first half, like he loved last night AD dominating. He can just conserve his energy. Remember Messi at the World Cup would do a lot of walking around, conserving energy, and then spring into action and yeah, pop. That's LeBron. That is LeBron. There, he, that's what the old guys do. Yeah. I know it because I do it myself. Yeah. Uh, but I'm curious. I don't want to hear people say Joel Embiid is the best player in the NBA. I, I don't. We we agree that's not accurate. He was the most valuable player according to the writers this regular season. Right. Can we just we can stop it at that? And did not play. I mean, historically, a very low number of games. He didn't play in Game One in Boston, and the team won without him. Jokic is out here carrying the Nuggets to a Game Two win. I mean, not even the home. other night. He, Jokic literally beat the Suns. Yeah. So Jokic. Just did. to be clear, to Philly. Joel Embiid is not the best player in the NBA, correct? That's correct. Okay. Just and he's not sure. the most reliable physically, which is a part of this whole discussion. He had a great regular season. He's a tremendous talent. And nobody's anti-Philadelphia. Right. They're one of the great watches in the league because of their, you know, I mean, Embiid, Harden's game is aging. Maxi's ascending. Nobody's anti-Philly. I have said I don't trust them situationally. Like, Doc's lost a lot of close games. Is Embiid going to be healthy? Harden flails in the playoffs. Maxie's still a kid. Um, like, Philly, my whole take is, I got no problem with Embiid winning this. He's more fun. He's more on NBA brand. He's a big personality. But it did feel like, don't you think it felt like it was a little bit of an anti-Jokic vote? Also, the writers feel like he was a runner-up twice. Let's give him the award. That, I, that's, by the way, when they gave it to Westbrook, anybody think he was the most, he wasn't the most valuable player in his division. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> he had a lot of points, rebounds, and we were lectured about how much that matters. Stat padding, I got it. Uh, all right, moving on. Phoenix Suns, they're in an 0-2 hole. 
series goes back to Phoenix. Game three is Friday, so a couple days extra rest for Chris Paul. There's a play he was injured on. You could see it immediately. What's the latest? He's going to be out for game uh, three and likely games four and five. Yeah, they're big according trouble. According to Shams. They're in big trouble. Well, I think they'll get game three at home. Okay, we'll fine, but they, they need an extra guy. Now they're down to basically six players. I mean, you got to have, you, if you go look at teams in the NBA, the way it works, you got to have three guys off the bench in the playoffs, and two have to be productive. They don't have to be stars, but like Jordan Poole can be really productive, right? So that that's generally the way it works. You have to have three guys off the bench to play real minutes. Two have to be productive. So now Cam Payne is starting. We like him. I, I like, I like him too. Good backup. But now... Your bench is averaging 14 points a game. Now it's done. It's down to six. Yeah. I don't know if they can win another game. No, they're, they're not going to get swept. They're too talented. I just want to point out, if anybody goes and watches the play where he got hurt, he starts holding his groin, oh, and Devin Booker, the, yeah, yeah, Devin Booker's walking up court, and he's going backwards, and you can see him looking at Chris Paul on the sideline, and he's like, he's yeah, devastated. Because Chris Paul can't run up the court, and the Nuggets get a breakout dunk seconds later. Here's Paul holding his leg, and then Devin Booker staring. Devin Booker knows that they are cooked without Chris Paul. This is bad news. I think they get game three. I don't know about four, and they ain't winning game five. No, I'm not sure they get game three. We'll see. All right, uh, back to the NFL. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster coming off uh, the Super Bowl title with the Chiefs. Decided on a change of scenery, signing that three-year deal with the Patriots, despite all the negativity from you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and rumors surrounding his new quarterback, McEnroe Jones. Juju praised the third-year quarterback. Here's what he had to say. You know, his role and his leadership is something I've seen, you know, from afar. And his work ethic is hard. Uh, he's a, he's a hardworking guy, um, very, very smart, you know, at what he does and just working on his craft. Uh, but but for, for Mac, though, you know, sky's the limit. I think, you know, with the guys that we have here and all the weapons, um, it's, it's going to be a fun year. Yeah, sky isn't the limit. It's the slowest team in the conference. It went from Ben Roethlisberger to Patrick Mahomes to Mac Jones. And and here's where New England is tone deaf on offense. So when you watch Andy Reid, like he went and got another guy in the draft that can run. They had all those rookies. So they put a premium, even though they lost Tyreek Hill, um, they put a premium on skill people. Every year, they're trying to find somebody in the draft. Sky Moore last year. They're always looking yeah. for new pieces. They drafted. They used a seventh-round running back. They understand they're constantly seeking value in the offensive market. The Patriots overpay for a guy that can't separate Juju Smith-Schuster. So it's like Bill can't pivot to what the game is now. The game is spacing and speed. Uh, the middle of the field is not defense. It's offense. It's like Juju Smith-Schuster is not the direction you'd go, especially a three-year deal for an often distracted player. He doesn't separate from people. That felt like, like an overpay. Yeah, and they just, they're slow. One of the producers gave me a story a little while back. Juju apparently had a game with Pittsburgh against Belichick where he torched them. He lit up uh, Belichick's defense. And after the game, apparently Belichick said something to him. Like, dude, you're one of the best young guys I've ever we've ever faced. Or something like that. Juju got all excited. And now Belichick overpays for him. I don't love this uh, Patriots team. Seven and a half is the win total in Vegas. I would, yeah. Uh, and, and that's saying something with the greatest defensive coach the sport's ever had. I just do. I think, and I think people in New England, the Boston area, they see it. Everybody's sort of like, there was this in Bill we trust. And then when Brady left and won a Super Bowl, it's like, in Bill we sort of trust. I think people have lost 
A lot. Yeah. I think they're looking at what's happened. And I've said this before. It's my strongest take. That if the NFL had changed rules 10 years earlier, remember they, they changed rules once the CTE, they had to write an $800, $900 million check for CTE. If they had to write that check a decade earlier, they would have pivoted to offense 10 years earlier. We would view Andy Reid as the best coach, not Belichick. Oh. Because the league is now, I mean, Brian Flores, fired. Mike Zimmer, defensive coach, fired. Fangio, fired. Look at all these defensive coach. This last year, Sean McDermott, everybody loves him. Regressed. The league is dominated by offense and offensive coaches. And I, I think the Patriots are tone deaf. It happens. It's not they didn't get dumber. Just the world changed, and they haven't pivoted with it. Schedule comes out. Yeah, I think you said May 11th, so that's eight days. I mean, personally, I can't wait for that because that's when you could start looking at wins and losses. And um, the early season schedule for the Patriots is interesting. Colin, if they start like two and five, I think what happens with Belichick's story becomes real juicy. You can't fire Bill Belichick, can you? Not in season. You can at all. I mean, how are you going to fire him? They got rid of Andy Reid. Andy Reid is no Bill Belichick. Bill well, Belichick I mean, has a billion Super Bowls. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's Bobby Bowden or Mac Brown. or You can fire anybody. Oh, I don't know. This is Bill Belichick. You going to fire him? It's going to be a fun... Well, I don't know if it's going to be a fun topic, but it's going to be a topic. You just Patriots gently slow. move him into a consulting role. Uh, <laughs> J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. End of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. Seriously, double all of it first year. See terms, check it out, discover.com slash match. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Bali Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo! Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all the sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. If you're hearing this promo right now, it means you're listening to some other show. Uh, well, why the hell are you doing that? Yeah, get your priorities straight. Well, maybe, Tony, they listened to this week's episode already. I don't care. Listen to it again. Yeah, great point there, Tony. Anyway, you. so you listening out there, make sure and go do that and uh, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Decovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Decovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at 
your service. If you can't make it to a store, visit decovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. 76ers Celtics Game 2 is tonight. And so is your chance to win $5,000 playing Fox Bet Super 6. Download the free Super 6 app on your phone and make your Game 2 predictions for a shot at the jackpot. Okay, so I released my top 10 AFC teams. Um, Jacksonville, I think, will end up being the number one seed because they play in the weakest division, but I think Cincinnati and Kansas City are better football teams. Uh, And I said there's also a trend in the AFC where the Chiefs and the Bengals and the Chargers, did you all notice they went and got another weapon for their quarterback and another edge rusher? Uh, So I had, for my radio audience, Chiefs, Bengals, Chargers, Bills, Jags, Ravens, Broncos, Jets, Steelers, and Dolphins, 10. Um, I, 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 the Jets are the most fascinating team because we know Aaron's not washed, but he's generally the first year either starting or a new coordinator or a new place. He's not quite Aaron, whereas I think people look at his offensive people and they think, oh, it'll work. It's a bunch of kids, one coming off an injury, Brees Hall, Uh, He's got an ascending receiver. But there's a lot of youth with Green Bay's offense. Denver's got a lot of veterans uh, outside of running back. So I think Denver's actually got better offensive personnel and a better coach in Sean Payton than Aaron Rodgers. So that's why I gave him an edge. What's going to be really interesting for the Jets this year. So I think it's next Thursday is is May 11th. Let me look at my phone real quick. What is next Thursday? Yeah, next Thursday is... Uh, May 11th. That's the schedule release. I think, A, the Jets are the most interesting team in the NFL this year because of Aaron. There's a lot of pressurization. It's like Joe Douglas, Joe Douglas's job, Robert Sala's job, Aaron's career. They could all be done in a year. Like if, if he comes in, ugly start, gets turbulent, gets snippy, young guy gets hurt, Aaron's getting hit because they don't have a left tackle, it could get ugly. New York is tough. Uh, the media, talk radio, it, the pressure, it's tough. And this is a one-year lease. This is not a long-term relationship like Green Bay. It a one, everybody, Joe Douglas, Sala, Aaron, it's all on them one year. But it's interesting. The, the schedule has always mattered more than people say. And the Jets are a great example of this. For instance, um, they play Philadelphia. They play Kansas City. Okay, if they play Andy Reid in the first two to three weeks, Andy Reid owns September. That is not good for Aaron Rodgers in a new system. 
But if they get Kansas City in October, November, December, that's good for the Jets. Miami, historically tough for Northern teams to go down to that heat and play for the first couple, two, three weeks down in Miami. Later in the year, Tua could be banged up. That's much better for the Jets. At Philadelphia, last thing you want to do, you know, Aaron Rodgers, the Super Bowl team, opens at home against, like, you know, the Jets and Rodgers. That would be a great Sunday night football game. It'd be a great TV game. Um, you know, that would be a rough, rough opening. The Jets O-line against that defensive front now with Jalen Carter for the Eagles. So I think if the league was doing the schedule to extend the interest of the Jets, let's just say Roger Goodell gets the final say on the schedule and he looks at it, I'd be like, yeah, put the Chiefs game later, put the Philadelphia game later, put the Miami game later. Let's give the Jets some home games, some wins, some second-tier quarterbacks, get it rolling, uh, give them a home schedule, you know, some 1 o'clock games. Let's make it, you know, let's give them a nice, soft entrance because I do think September, with all those young guys for the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, he's not going to play a ton in the preseason. You're not going to get preseason Aaron. You shouldn't get preseason Aaron. So it's like September could be a feeling out process for the Jets. You, you, schedules, you can play certain teams. You don't want to play the Chiefs. The Eagles are at Miami early. Let them get rolling. Hour three next. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.